guys, welcome back to Big Girl Things with Tamika and Laura. Today we're going to be discussing adversity. Adversities in life can break or make a person. It may lead one person to improve their life by finding ways around their challenges, or it may lead another person to turn to drugs or alcohol to lessen the psychological toll that their hardships cause. In today's discussion, we're going to be asking, is adversity a cure or a blessing? Today we'll share our experiences and how it has affected our lives. Thank you for that, Tamika. So good to be back on our second episode. It's great. Thanks for being here. No, of course, 100%. I wouldn't be doing it with anybody else but you. I'm really, really excited about this topic today. I didn't think... Um, I haven't really thought much about adversity, to be honest. Um, it's been something that I've just shoved in the corner. You know, you deal, life, you deal with life as it comes. Mm. And I guess the more, the more things come your way the less you think of it, like when you're so busy in your daily life, you really have no time to think, what is this? Why is this happening to me? You just go, go, go. It's like you've, if you stop moving your left foot, right foot, then you will trip. For sure. Then you stop thinking about how you deal with it as well. So I think today is a really good, um, to slow the pace down and really think about how we actually have dealt with it, how we've, how far we've come, what we actually do. Mm. When, when that happens so what would your um how would you describe adversity mm. and i think you're absolutely right laura i think you know because we are day to day we're just so busy and we don't really think about the nitty-gritties and and we might be experiencing adversity and not even be realizing it like you said mm. the way i like to think um and describe adversity is going through a challenging situation i guess um, something that is out of your norm and I guess in a way that sort of relates to our last topic is it could um, promote some anxiety within yourself mm, um, yeah. so I yeah I guess adversity and it can be it can be different for everyone else we're talking about adversity being it could be such a traumatic event in your life and it could be as little as going through a transition you know from if we talk about um, teenagers moving out of home for the first time and that's something I think that you know, probably a bigger topic that you could relate to is, um, you know, some of your adverse experiences. And I wonder if that's something um, that you'd like to share. Um, I guess coming to Australia, I guess, would have been a huge adverse experience, would you say, like in terms of change? It was definitely a big change, but I think at that age, I was 22 when I got here, mm. and as a 20, 21-year-old, I was very edgy. Yeah. <laughs> I was a very edgy young woman, like, wanting to... I've always wanted to make something of myself. I've mm. watched so much TV, I've watched Shark Tank, and I've watched YouTube, and that was the time when when people were making it on the internet. Yeah. Right? You, you made something of yourself, you, you used the talent to get famous, and... I love the I love that idea, and I yeah. didn't think that that was possible being back home. Like it just wasn't the culture. You didn't see Malaysians go on YouTube and be absolute stars. You saw Americans. You saw right. You you saw the Western world boom in that way, and I thought that that was where I wanted to go. Mm. I love the culture. I love how outspoken everyone was. So I think it was a very exciting time. I almost forgot to think how much adversity there was. Yeah, right. I, I really haven't thought of it that way. A lot of people mention like it's a big deal to move away from your friends and your family. I literally knew no one here. Yeah. So, but I was more, I was so excited that that wasn't even a problem. Yeah, you didn't even think about it at the time and I think you look back at it and I guess, um, you know, it probably shows the, the resilient person you are that you know you've overcome such a big thing that other people might experience as 
an adverse experience um but for yourself like you use it as an opportunity and i think it you know goes back to your mindset around that and Mm -hmm. how i guess we respond to adversity or change in Mm -hmm. a way what's a um, profound um memory of adversity that you faced Mm, now reflecting on it and we're having a bit of a conversation before about different adverse experiences that we do go through Mm -hmm. um and i'd like to be really open and i think one of the biggest adverse experiences I had was probably moving away from my home and I guess it's probably from my yeah I guess um from my childhood home and and from where I grew up and in a sense you you know my culture and I guess it's probably quite similar to yourself um and to be honest a little bit um you know and I mentioned in the last episode that my family um, were quite dysfunctional, and I'm saying that with compassion because over time I, I've, ha- I've learned to understand their experiences. But in terms of mental health and, um, I guess, poor opportunities, they weren't able to, you know, educate themselves. And for me, I grew up and I think I just... I really wanted, in a way, to help them, but, and I wanted to help myself, though, and I knew that in order to help myself and, and have a better life, that I needed to move away and get myself an education. Um, and I think from that I used, you could I, I class that as an adverse experience in a, in a way because at that time I didn't I didn't know that it was an adverse experience or, or right. a challenging situation because I was so caught up into it, and right. I think it was until I moved out of that and I I did I wanted to better myself and and create opportunities for myself and to help others and give back, um, and I'd say that that was probably the biggest you know we just throw around adversity as in in that term but i'd say like to call it as a a challenge as well a challenging experience because it does it's quite similar in that way right and was were there times where it got really difficult and what kind of pushed you through those times because you mentioned like you weren't aware per se that you were in adversity and i don't Mm. think we really do we just understand that it's difficult at the time Mm -hmm. because it's a new experience altogether so much to take in but what did you do when it got hard and what pushed you forward yeah wow um reflecting back on it um i was 19 when i moved away I lived with some um, some relatives for in a in a small town before I moved to Ballarat, and I think it was at that time I didn't know anyone. It would have been you know similar um, a bigger you know a bigger um, challenge for yourself not knowing anyone in in a bigger culture. But for me it was like that in a in a smaller sense. I didn't I didn't know anyone. I didn't have supports. I didn't have um, I guess knowledge or education about what was out there. And for me, I think the biggest challenge was not having that support person that I could speak to. I think what pushed me through was that internal work on myself. And I know that we mentioned this in a previous podcast. Um, I started seeing a psychologist and I guess Mm. she helped challenge some of my internal beliefs of I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And it does go back to that, those early childhood experiences of what's been ingrained in our mind and, and for us to believe that, I, I wasn't good enough. I felt like I didn't I didn't deserve an education. I only knew this lifestyle and I could never ever picture myself to to be in, you know, in another life and, and go to uni and, and to, to be in a positive relationship and, and have great mentors around me and 
you know, all these all these great things that, you know, I'm so grateful for now. But at that time, I didn't think that that was possible. And I think through therapy, I could learn to challenge some of those inner beliefs and, and do that work and develop compassion for myself and help me develop that sense of worthiness, I guess, that we're all entitled to happiness. And, and once we do do that work on ourselves, um, we can absolutely push ourselves to our limits. I think that's such a big thing that you touched on there that just to have compassion for yourself Mm. that's I think a lot of the times the struggles that we go through the anxiety the depression we go through is due to the lack of compassion for ourselves to not be understanding that we're just human and we're not expected to just bounce back um, at every beat of adversity Mm -hmm. Um, every time something knocks us down you're allowed to be down for a bit you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't expect that of ourselves. We don't understand that's absolutely required to be able to to grow from it. And I think that works perfectly into um, the next point, which we want to talk about, which is working through it versus giving into it. Mm. Because many times a similar situation, you'll have two different outcomes of two, two different people. Um, and that really reminded me of a situation that I was in. Yeah, tell me. Um, it was with my ex, so just the one um, before Pat. And we were in a four-year relationship. That was my first proper relationship where I thought this was it. I mean, every relationship I, I went to, I thought this was it. <laughs> but this was more so because he ticked all of the boxes that I thought was my dream man. Um, a lot of those boxes were security. A lot of those boxes were... I really, really liked the idea of working and really pushing myself. And sorry, pushing myself. And I wasn't a very good homebody, if that makes sense. Yeah. I like to go yeah. out, do things. Um, I definitely did not like staying home. I didn't cook. I didn't garden. I, <laughs> I wasn't very domesticated, you could say. It wasn't you at the time, yeah. No, but I and he was really he's a, he was he's he's a beautiful human being. I think we were just not meant to be because we're just not aligned with mm. where we want to go. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at that time, I thought that I was less of because I'm like, what's wrong with me? You've got the perfect person on paper, but why do I feel like I'm struggling so much inside? And I felt like I couldn't leave the relationship because I didn't think I was what I felt was um, was important or I didn't feel validated. And so I felt that if I left, you know, I would be less off, you know, because then nobody else would want me. You know, this perfect man has wanted me. Um, and if I leave, then, you know... <laughs> What, what are my chances? So I'm not going to give this golden ticket per se away. I think coming out of that relationship was really the first step to facing adversity for me where I started believing in myself. That was the point where I was like, you know what? I'm good enough and my happiness matters. And it doesn't matter who it's with, but I'm determined to find happiness. I love that. Um, and that was, that was when... Happiness really came. Mm-hmm. Happiness came through facing my fears mm-hmm. um, and facing my challenges head on, mm-hmm. not avoiding them, um, because then those answers were true to me. That's huge. That's huge, Laura. And I think that's something that a lot of listeners could relate to, and especially you know women as 
as women we do at times feel unworthy and feel like we have to stay stagnant or unhappy because it's comfortable you know and sometimes we feel like um would be would rather be uncomfortable than experience something that's um that could be potentially be better but that's uncomfortable do you know what i mean like we're so we're so caught up in um this is probably all i deserve and and this is you know this is it for me um and i'd like to share something similar that Mm -hmm. i could could really relate to so I can absolutely connect with that, Laura. I was also, um, a few years ago, I was in a really toxic relationship too. And I, I stayed in it for so long and without oversharing too much, it was, um, it was quite volatile and, and where I was treated so poorly for such a long time. But in my mind, I felt like that was, you know, that's what just the way it was. And I felt like I couldn't, there was nothing that, you know, I, I couldn't be better with somebody else. I had this picture perfect, idea of as long as he makes me happy at times so that's okay and I think in our minds sometimes and for me I was very vulnerable I was um you know just before I did move away so I was you know late teens and that was ingrained in my mind that this is all this is all that's that's good for me and it took so much time um to get out of that pattern but once I did going back to the topic of um you know, going, working through it, then, you know, um, giving into it, I think it's reminding ourselves that, and it's like your positive self-talk, Laura, I, mm. you know, um, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, mm. and, you know, reminding ourselves that there is so much more out there than, you know, putting up with this, because right. it's not okay, and I think as we get out of that, um, once we get out of that trap and we start to develop that, you know, that compassion for ourselves, we realize how much more happy we can be and that we are worthy and we're worthy of love, we're worthy of happiness and opportunities. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think the best thing that's come out of um, loving myself more, respecting myself a bit more, is that I've now showed myself how I will tolerate others um, and how they how they treat me. Because mm. you, you will get in life what you tolerate. And if I, if no one's shown me how I deserve to be loved, then I'll accept how someone shows me that I deserve to be loved, mm-hmm. um, which is very dependent on everyone else but you. Then you're on the rece- receiving end of, of the stick. Yeah. Whereas now learning how to love myself and understand what I need, what makes me happy, mm-hmm. um, and doing things just for myself, not saying yes just because that makes me look like a good person mm-hmm. or... A, um, or a nice person and actually speaking out my thoughts then now I teach myself how to respect me yes um, and that's something that no one can really take away from you and I've allowed a lot of people to to say things to me to treat me a certain way or to put me in positions that I haven't really wanted to be in because I didn't know any other way mm. Mm. And, and thank you for sharing that with me I can tell that that meant like a lot to you mm. and for you to come out of it as a stronger person um and say that well you're not in a relationship now well, so that's, that's a big right. step absolutely and i think it's learning to trust others as well and and trust that relationships can be positive because i tell you what um i'm in the most happiest relationship that i've ever had oh. before and it, it took some so much time and so much inner work to do that um, and I'd just like to, to go back a little bit, and this could be your experience, but it could not be, that mm. we need to be kind to ourselves, that a lot of girls do get caught up in 
you know, saying, why do I, why am I so stuck in this relationship? What's wrong with me? Or sometimes we question our friends that are, they might be in a, an abusive or in a toxic relationship and what's wrong with you? Why are you staying in that? We need to really take a step back and look at the bigger picture because we are programmed to what we see. And as a child, and it goes right back to our early childhood experiences. If we are witnessing other relationships being toxic, so if we were exposed to some sort of, and it doesn't have to be just domestic violence or, um, and I shouldn't say just, it doesn't have to be domestic violence or it could be things like such as, um, you know, having a father that wasn't emotionally available to you your mother or you know not showing affection things like that that we start to see come out within our relationships it's about that awareness and I think it's about it's going back to that compassion just being um, having that understanding and it's not about what is wrong with us it is what has happened to us and what we have experienced I think that's a really good point that you said then I just thought of it um, of a point where do you think that we keep getting stuck in this little loop of what's wrong with me why am I like this why don't you get out of that relationship do you think the reason why we keep staying in this relationship or these relationships I would say is that we don't really listen to the answer that comes after that like when you ask yourself why am I why am I like this you have an answer for that you know like because I don't feel like I'm good enough, mm. you know, and it's because we don't really listen to that answer. We just kind of like ignore that and brush it and go on to the next question. Yes, that you never really figure out why am I like this, but or challenge it either. Exactly, challenge it. That's a really good point. Yeah, because even if we do take that first step and answer the question of why aren't I getting out of this relationship, and then we answer and say because I feel like I'm not worthy enough we answer it and we're like yeah that's right I'm not worthy enough and we go along with that and that internal you know we're believing that we're telling ourselves that and until we challenge that and like love how you do your affirmations your, your positive affirmations and until we start reprogramming our mind and rewiring that pattern to mm. tell ourselves that we are worthy enough there's not going to be change 100% um and what was I going to say I don't know, <laughs> but that was that was that was a really good point that you say that. Oh, I think I remember it now. Is that now reflecting back on all of the times that I face adversity, or even just say changes, right? Because mm. if we make it up to be a big deal, then it is a big deal. Mm. But if it's just another th- uh, another situation that comes up in life, how do we deal with it mm. with the best in um, in the best way possible, mm-hmm. um, in a way that's kindest to ourselves and those around us. Mm. I'm thinking that every time I've managed to come out of it as a better person, I've first accepted that I've had fault and I played a fault in this situation that has taken me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, I've played my part in making my mistakes and giving into things that yes. I didn't want to. Yes. So my, my first step would be admitting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part would be to uh, take 100% responsibility yes. over the situation and say like, Look, no one's forced me to make the decisions that I have made. I've made it because I thought that this would would bring me a positive outcome, mm-hmm. that I would be in a better place than I am now. I have made a terrible misjudgment, mm-hmm. and this is my responsibility, and I can make it better. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what's taken me out of so many situations, whether it's... Um, breaking up, whether mm-hmm. it's breaking up, uh, whether it's where my body is at. Mm-hmm. Um, I've... I've basically 
I've always had a problem with being fatter than I want to. Mm. So I'm like, I'm thinking back like, oh, we used to blame my genetics. Why is everyone, why does everyone else have better genetics? I'm just, you know, I've just got really bad luck in, in that situation. Um, and I was thinking like, you ate yourself here. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. one forced you to buy those cookies mm-hmm. when you were at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. You bought them, you ate them, you liked them, and then you hated them. So like, I'm, I'm a I've got a hundred percent responsibility to play here in, in the role of my life, and so and I, if I can eat myself fat, I can eat myself skinny, yeah. or eat myself healthy, whatever yeah. that is that you want. So yeah. I started to believe in that and look, all right, if I can do this, I can undo this. So, um, a lot of the times, like for example, COVID, at this point, right, um, it's very difficult sometimes to say it is my fault <laughs> for something that is seemingly just not your fault. Like COVID yeah. has affected everyone in different, different ways. Um, it was something that no one saw coming. Um, but the best thing that's happened for me is to just take it under, you know, take it under my wing again and say, this is, this is my responsibility. I've, mm-hmm. I'm here because of me of the decisions that I've made. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take this job. I want to do this. What can we do about it now? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's really the difference for me coming up for me I guess is and it's going back to accepting it I think in to go on with that I think it's really important to get to the point where you're not feeling that guilt you're not feeling that shame and and if we're talking about okay look we've made a mistake or we've gotten into a situation let's talk about someone that who has lost their job because they they might have had poor performance um, due to whatever reason it was absolutely you're going to go through a period of time where you're like crap like I did this wrong even if we if we think about you know putting on weight or becoming unhealthy we we can focus so much on oh such a terrible person why did I do those things I shouldn't have what's the point what is the point of us sitting there and stewing on the past and things that could have went wrong we can absolutely sit there and reflect we can absolutely think what could I have done better but we we learn we use that to learn um I guess how we can um, do better next time, you know, how, what, like what's going what's gonna to work differently. There is no point in us sitting there and wasting that time, using that energy um, and, you know, that mental capacity on thinking about what could have went right. Let's accept it and move forward. Absolutely. I think a big thing is a lot of people fear that loss of control. Things happen to us that are out of our control and something that I always tell myself and especially people that are like in like friends and, and loved ones that are in a, in a situation of anxiety or, or unknown, especially COVID is really hard right now, but this is out of our control. What can we do with that? Let's use it as an opportunity and something that I'd like to, to talk about is, is going back to my early experiences of okay, yeah, some really, really crap things have happened to me in the past, you know, and and so they have happened to everybody. Like we've all gone through some sort of adversity and we've all got some sort of threshold where one adverse experience might be different to somebody else. So what I could have experienced could have been, you know, either little or big to you, do you know what I mean? Um, And we can't dismiss that. We can't, um, you know, we can't compare our stresses and adversities to to other people. Mm -mm. Um, But going on with that, that we just need to accept and and learn, okay, let's use a situation that we've got two people who grow up in a dysfunctional home, okay? So one person can turn to drugs and alcohol and one person can use that experience to better themselves or better the people that, you know, they come into contact with. Mm. The people that choose, you know, to go down that road of 
drugs and alcohol or they're stuck in such a mode of you know self-pity of the world owes me um these things have happened to me because um you know blaming externally you know blaming external people people on the outside where we can just take responsibility okay i'm an adult now i can use these things Let, let's move on let's you know what changes can i make now and i think we need to have that mindset of absolutely what you said of taking responsibility now um and sorry i'm, I'm going on a bit of a tangent but it, when we are a child we can absolutely say this was out of our control these things we, we were children we weren't able to control that but as we get to an adult we have the capacity to and an ability um, to make these changes within our lives and that could be as little even if um, you know you might be really struggling that could be as little as going to see um, a like a counselor or somebody talk to talk to to get some help to work through these problems it could be going to see a doctor if you've got a health problem um, it could be you know going to a gym to sign up it could be any of these so we mm. need to take action 100% I guess coming down to this would be if there was one thing out of adversity that you could leave our audience with that you've learned from it um, and you could pass it on to your younger self um, that's going through adversity what's the one thing that you'd tell her I'll start with mine because I think yeah, I've go got it. it at the top of my mind. It's yeah. been it's been a very recent thing for me, and I've just been thinking about it over and over again because I resonate with it so much. Mm-hmm. Is that the more fears you overcome in an area of life, the more confident you are in that area, mm. and so the more fears you overcome in different areas of your life, the more confident you are about yourself and facing adversity, which as I found has been a massive, made a massive difference for me when I started taking things into my responsibility that this is my responsibility to fix and make it better into whatever I want it to be. I love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's something that was really big for me. And it's resilience, isn't it? And it's, you know, it's character building, if you say it in a sense. Like, it, it helps us they don't just like what's that common saying of like what doesn't kill us makes us stronger it, what doesn't, yeah that's it isn't it what doesn't kill us makes us stronger it's it's so true um and yeah i think little adversities over time mm. helps us prepare for the bigger adverse experiences we're never gonna not face adversity there is going to be plenty more things that you know come before us and yeah, it is about, you know, creating that and developing that resilience to, to overcome things in the future. Yeah, 100%. Like one of the most, um, what do you call it, memorable moments or events in my life have become, because I've overcome something really, really big, mm-hmm. something that's been boggling me down, something that's been in my way, and I finally overcome it, even with if it was with weight at the gym, um, an injury, a career blockage, a relationship, I finally found the man of my dreams, mm-hmm. things like that, like, because you've worked on it, because I've worked on it, and because I've overcome it, I feel proud of me, and no one can take yes, that away. I love that. And now adversity doesn't become such a scary monster anymore. It's like once you overcome it, then I have another badge to wear, you know? And that's an invisible badge that you wear for yourself. And I think that's the most important one that you have to wear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, how strong and empowered do you feel when you overcome a challenging situation? 100%. Right? Yeah. But going back to it, I think I something that I would tell myself and something that I continue to tell myself is... When I go through a challenging situation or adverse experience, how can I use this experience to help better myself 
and better others how can I what can I learn from this what can I do to you know to help influence change within society and it, it, it does like I think that's that's huge for me and it's not you know it's it's not what and it's going back to it's it's not what's happened to us it's it's what what can I get from this what can I take from this experience yeah everything everything's a learning experience it is it's and we think about regrets nothing like I really think that we shouldn't regret anything because we've learned so much from that yeah a hundred percent and thank you for sharing with me what you have to say. You're such a compassionate person. Oh, <laughs> it's so endearing to see sometimes. No, thanks, man. It's so it's so good being you know so aligned to someone that you know we share so so many, so many similar um, you know experiences, but that they're, they're so different, and we've got so so many different takes on it. So it's really great to come together and just have these discussions and and conversations and in a way that we can connect with other people because they are like we're all going through a similar situation right now yeah absolutely well i'm sure there's many more of that to come many more stories (laughs) we don't even know about to come out um so i wanted to thank everyone in the audience today for listening to our second podcast and if you like that stay tuned for you for the next one i'm sure we've got a really exciting topic for you um, next week be well everyone bye